After spending five years in the streets as a vendor, I realized that each man is in charge of whether they make it or break it in business. I've put together pragmatic business nuggets for entrepreneurs that have sustained me in the most uncertain economic times. Join me on this journey to impart this business wisdom to the movers and shakers. Together, let's build a strong network of entrepreneurs who break limits. Hi guys, my name is Jerry Moyansungo, aka The Charlotte Vendor. This is the show which you're always waiting for on Friday, 1200 hours at the premiering. It's Ask Jerry, The Charlotte Vendor. Today, I've got a digital marketing expert, Mr. Tamuga Chinzinde. Welcome, Mr. Chinzinde. Hi, hi, Jerry. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. So, Mr. Tamuga, today we just want to talk about uh, something very interesting. Here we uh, discuss business, we discuss entrepreneurship, we discuss various factors which affects entrepreneurs not only in Zimbabwe but in Africa as a whole. Tell me, what is there about uh, is uh, email marketing effective? All right, all right. Uh, thank you, thank you very much for, for that question, and uh, thank you for everyone who's watching. So uh, to to start off, when it actually comes to, to email marketing. I think it's one of the more one of the underutilized marketing channels, and it's not only Zimbabwe but in, in Africa as well. There is something that I love telling people to actually say that um, if we're in Zimbabwe, in most cases, internet wise, we're still in 2002, yeah. which is uh, which is interesting because if we are looking at the subject of email marketing, uh, generally in 2002, we actually find that in the United States, email was getting popular. Those guys, when they sent maybe about email to 20,000 subscribers, they would have open rates of, uh, of 40% okay. to 50%. You send an email maybe to 20,000 people, 10,000 10, of those would actually open those emails. Okay. In, in right now, if you are actually now going to finish any tool, in the USA, if you get an email open rate of 0.1%, you'll be very like you'll actually be one of the best. <laughs> but in Zimbabwe right now, uh-huh. our email open rates, they are over 60 so you can imagine the kind of opportunity that is there and um, not many businesses are actually using that yeah maybe okay so but maybe just to add on that uh on email marketing what i've just also noticed is uh, it's a cheaper way of, of also marketing your business yeah. you're not uh, using any cent i'm mm-hmm. not spending any money what I just want to do is to collect as many emails as I can. So, what can someone do to collect these emails? Because, uh, yes, as we are trying to run MAJ, we've collected several emails. I think starting from 2018, 2019, thereabouts, and we are still collecting emails. So, someone who is starting a business today, or someone who is already in business who wants also to start email marketing what can they do maybe to get all those emails especially for the decision makers mm-hmm. especially when you're in b2b yeah. maybe you want to deal with the procurement manager you want to deal with the marketing manager you want to deal with the managing director how do you get those emails all right uh, thank you thank you very much for, for that question i think maybe before we mm-hmm. actually go there there is uh, there is something important that i want to highlight. yeah that i think a lot of businesses are doing wrong when it comes to, to emails I think um, if we actually look over the past two years, most most companies that have actually approached us wanting to do email marketing, they have this uh, mentality, and I think it's something that's happening in the market. 
actually say that uh, you go maybe to a company with a database of uh, 8,000 emails. People that don't even know about you. They just that get year, those emails. They, they just get those and then they start putting the blast even, emails. Even for students. Yeah, even, even for students, even for, for people who are actually applying for jobs. Yeah, and that's yeah. ineffective. What's the actually meant that you can send emails maybe to 80,000 people who don't know about your brand. Exactly. And in most cases, maybe it's only less than 100 of those who are actually open. And, and the same thing is that you have been charged for sending to 80,000 people. So now when it actually comes to, to collecting emails, like what we are actually letting, it's important for, for companies to collect email addresses of customers that know about them, customers that know them. Mm-hmm. And a way to actually get started with that is to say that hey, whenever someone walks into your shop, exactly. don't let them leave without at least trying to get their name in, in their email address. You should not let them leave without getting those details. And apart from that, what we are saying now, we are we are in the digital age, we are in the digital era. Let's maybe say you have a social media page. Someone comes in with an inquiry. Yes, start interacting with them, but in the middle of the interaction, try to get their email address. Mm-hmm. Even if you go on platforms like LinkedIn, there are people who actually have email addresses there on their descriptions. Mm-hmm. Let's maybe say you want to ask for procurement managers, for example. If you go on LinkedIn and just say for procurement managers, you read people's descriptions. Sometimes you actually see that their email addresses that are there, yeah. and there and there are names that are there. So it's only to actually do it. Even when you go to an event, you collect business, business cards. That's a valuable source of information that you can then add to your database, and you can actually utilize that. Thank you so much. So you can hear it for yourself. You need to collect all those emails. Yeah. When you collect a card, I've noticed most of the people what they do. When they collect cards, they're only worried about the, con- the contact number. They're worried about the name and maybe the address, but they forget about the email, which is what we are discussing today. And email is very crucial. You can utilize the email to also nature leads. Because as we, as we were actually, I was making a research, and I noticed that uh, statistics says 73% of the B2B, business to business, clients are not sales so ready so which means you need to do a lot of nature and sometimes where the sales people get it wrong or where the marketers get it wrong is they try to call uh to, to try to follow up on a client or nature that client using a phone or calling a client which can end up even breaking the relationship so it's also advisable to nature your client using an emo and on an emo People, you can open at your own time rather than a call, which can disturb you, which, which can actually disturb someone. Mm. Yeah. And maybe to to end on the issue of nature, mm. I, I, another thing that I have actually seen, is especially related to to emails, is that uh, most people when they, the way they actually approach, let's maybe say you build the database. Yeah. You know, here is uh, people's things. You know, here people's email addresses. When it actually comes to naturing, you don't maybe need to design a big flyer like that A4 flyer for the yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And then you just push it saying we do A, B, C, D, E. But naturing, what's naturing is more like an art. Exactly. Because you're saying that, um, let's maybe say you're a year tree, for example, I think those guys should be doing it. Even, even barbers. Exactly. Even barbers, they should actually be doing it. Because if you're a barber, anyway, you're actually a year consultant. Yeah, I was, and, a, I was about yeah. to ask you that. Uh, if someone can say, I think I have read several cases where someone will say, I think 
this kind of, it's not suitable for my business. I'm in retail. Uh, I don't deal with uh, business to business. I deal yeah. with uh, B2Cs. Yeah. So do you think also maybe on that, can uh, someone who deals with B2C, can he also utilize email marketing? Is it possible? Is it practical? Definitely. I think it's, um, it's very possible and it's, it's practical. Was mm-hmm. in a way you actually find that um, whether it's business to business or it's business to customer, the, 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 the common thing about this is that if you are dealing, let's not say you have not to do with equality, you are not going to stay maybe on that uh, on the entrance of equality and you actually start talking to the building, but you need to talk to a person inside equality. Mm-hmm. So the common denominator in all of that are people. Actually, say you are speaking to someone exactly, and through email now you are able to, to, to direct to speak directly to your customers. So, even find that if we are looking at um, a, a B2C, I, I think going back to the example of um, of a barber, someone actually can't see sometimes just just sending maybe and just sending emails where you are advising your clients on how they can maintain their year and everything. You are adding value at the same time you are actually measuring that client so that they remember that you are there, you are there for them. And if you are actually looking like uh, on a large scale, look if you look at a company like Amazon. Yeah. Amazon, I think in terms of your customer base, they have over one billion customers. Yeah. And they measure those customers through email. Through email, yeah. So it actually means that even if even for retail companies, it's it's something that can actually be done. Unfortunately, I, I, I can't think of a tangible example in Zimbabwe, especially on the retail side, I just think that because I, so I haven't seen any. But, but, but recently, I think I was on the website for Walmart and I just wanted to test the system. You actually meant that if you if you place a product in, in your shopping cart, right? let's maybe say you're shopping online using their website, you place a product in the shopping cart. If you just leave without indicating that you're going to make a purchase, the moment you open your email, there'll be an email that actually say you left product A, B, C, D. Why are you not buying? Three days, they come. Seven days, up to two years. They'll actually still be following you up, sending you their catalogs. If they have an interesting article, they'll actually be nurturing you. So you actually find that they're doing that is wrong. Imagine maybe if we are looking at one of the big retail chains in Zimbabwe. We have, uh, let's maybe say, 100,000 customers or 200,000 customers who come into your shop and you just begin nurturing all of those 200,000. Obviously, you you begin making retail sales and that will definitely impact the bottom line. So every business can actually nurture. Thank you so much. As you can hear that, you're saying every business can nurture leads, every business can do email marketing, but what I have noticed also in Zimbabwe is, uh, or in Africa, I think you are supposed to just do what many people don't want to do. Because it seems cumbersome for you to develop an email database, for you to request for emails from your customers or your consumers. It seems cumbersome, but that's where the results are. Because you want to develop a relationship end of the day as a salesperson. You also want to have uh, to, 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 to nature those leads for some of them I, I think I've yeah. had someone who came to I was using email marketing sending emails to clients advising yeah. them consultants business and this guy actually said I need to have a meeting with you I'm interested in having a meeting with you I think I'm actually meeting him this week the reason being he came to us he 
I think he just wanted to register a company uh, years ago. He registered to someone else. But we took that email, we started sending him emails uh, to do with business. So recently he said, no, I need to purchase your book. The reason being, I want to know what is in the book because of the emails which you are sending to me. So that, uh, it means that email marketing works. So how does someone now, I've got my social media platforms. I think most of the people, they just are posting their posts. Uh, how does someone make social media collect emails for them? Like, yes, I've, I've done a, a post. How do I now collect these scarce commodity called emails mm-hmm. from the potential clients or the prospects? Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for, for that question. And and I, I like the example that you actually raised the post button. Exactly. I think uh, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg put that button there to steal people's money. <laughs> I strongly and it's, believe and that. it's easy to access. It's, it's very easy to access because they're just pressing that boost button and then everything seems flowing until maybe you are getting in relevant with or people that are not interested. So if you are looking now from um, from a social media perspective, um, basically for, for Facebook itself, because the native advertising, the native advertising features they enable you to run um, certain types of adverts that are actually called big ads. Mm-hmm. Basically, you can actually say you you have your service, right? Um, I, I I want to bring this especially to the hairdressers because because I believe that there's a market thing. Yeah, and, there's a and, big market. And, 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 and this is really business that says ah, it's referral based delivery. Exactly. But assuming let's maybe say you're a hairdresser, right, and you want to generate leads yeah. using a platform like Facebook. The best thing that you can do is you can actually set up an advert. And on that advert, what you can do is that you can actually even target it to women, right? Mm-hmm. You can maybe target it to women aged uh, maybe between 18 to something like even 56. Exactly. Because everyone would actually need your services. So this applies to any business. Mm-hmm. Even if you are in a, in a different business, this may be say transportation, for example. You can actually target maybe to, to, to people who are, who are researching things related to transportation. Exactly. So those are settings that you can you can actually utilize. And then as you are actually setting up your advert, you can then actually set it up as a lead ad form. That when a person actually sees that ad and they click on it, it brings up this form where a person can actually fill in their name, they can fill in their email address, they can fill in their phone number. If you want them to put a message also, you can actually enable it so that they're able to put a message. So that's for Facebook, that's for Instagram. You can actually do that. For LinkedIn, you can actually do the same, but now LinkedIn is very interesting, especially for for people who are in the B2B. Let's maybe say you do, you you, you actually offer, um, you can say consultancy service, right? Something like retail merchandising, for example whereby maybe your customers are actually shops and retailers. You can just go on LinkedIn and then when you are setting up your ad, you can actually segment by industry. You can actually say you need people who are in okay. retail. Okay. And for those people who are in retail, you can actually say, all right, for the people who are in retail, you need actually people who are maybe in procurement okay. or even the directors. And then from there, you can then customize a message that can be sent to the inbox of every procurement manager okay. in, in okay. retail in Zimbabwe. So by doing that, the moment now they see your message, they can click on the message, they can actually give you their details, their name, their email, 
the phone number. Okay. And another way now that um, that you can also do it apart like from from the LinkedIn way to in the Facebook way is that you can even offer something of value to to your audience. Okay. Let's maybe say um you you. Alright, back to back to the address. <laughs> Alright, or, or we can use a different example. We yeah. can actually talk for, for someone who does home remodeling. Yeah. Or who does finish. Yeah. For example, you can create this maybe say a catalog, right? Of, of your products. Maybe just giving people uh, ideas on the designs and everything on, on how they're actually able to do it. Use that as a lead magnet to actually say for me maybe to for you to get this ebook that I'm offering you on how you can yeah, remote yeah, at yeah. home. Uh, please give me what your email, email address. So, so exchanging a free ebook and you're not exchanging it with that with the email. Okay. That way someone actually gives you the email address, you will now be able to to then nature them. Okay, to become Ah, thank you so much, Tamuka. Thank you, our viewers. Thank you, our audience on our podcast. This is Ask Jerry, Charlotte Vendor. We're taking a break. Thank you. So welcome back uh, our viewers to the Ask Jerry the Shadow Vendor. Today I'm hanging out with Tamuka Chinzende. He's the managing director of MNJ Media, a digital marketing expert by profession. So we're yeah. talking before the break, the lead form. Uh, I was also wondering, it can be also used to qualify your clients. How can you now qualify your clients? using emails let's say all those emails the leads which are now coming through the headphones can you even identify that i think this lead is more qualified than that one so that uh, you know as those people sometimes you've got 50 potential prospects you need to know who are you going to focus on first or you want to focus on qualified leads first yeah. Not to quite to focus on people are going to waste your time. Mm-hmm. So is it possible for these lead forms to also qualify clients? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for, for that question. So you actually find that uh, when it comes to, to email marketing or even how, when you actually generate leads, there is uh, there is something that is called segmentation, which is very, very important. Mm-hmm. So actually say that um for all the leads, it's not every lead that is the same. There are some leads that are sales related, there are some leads that are that are marketing related. And I believe that um qualification should be, should be done when you are when you are actually collecting the leads. Yeah. Not maybe when you hold the client and then the client uh, is maybe catch your call and then you actually say maybe this client is not qualified. But but we actually saying if you are creating let's maybe say for Facebook or even um for any form that you can actually create to collect people's details. One thing that you can do is that you can actually submit qualification questions. Mm. Okay. Say that um, if someone is filling in the details, maybe you can have um, a question to say, you're selling a solution. Maybe you're selling tracks, for example, right? And you want to collect leads that you can sell your tracks to. When someone is actually filling in the form, you can even say, all right, what's your budget range? Okay. And then you put um, different, maybe different data say, that's how I can indicate that my budget maybe is from 1k to 9k. You can put another one 10k to 19k, another one 21,000 to 50,000. So that you now know that if this may be say you're selling a hundred thousand dollar product, uh-huh. and someone says that their budget is between one to nine thousand, 
in a way they may be qualified for a different product that you can then offer them. Okay. The same also applies maybe for companies that actually do things like payroll, consulting and everything in between. You can have a section that where you are now asking how many employees do you have? Mm-hmm. One to five, six to twenty, twenty-one to fifty, so that you know that all right, this company in terms of scale, they are actually able to able to scale. So if you are looking at the forms, that's actually one way you can uh, you can be able to qualify. Okay. But also another way is that uh, you can also even qualify on lead. Okay. We are now saying that um, if if you are looking, let's maybe say. Going back to that example, mm. for someone who's in uh, who's in home remodeling, okay. right? Why do you want to be remodeled? Why do you want to want to be remodeled? So that when you are now calling, you now have to say, all right, what are the pain points of this client? At least you have someone to start. Exactly. And you can even put to actually say, all right, the one this home that you want remodeled, where is it based? So that you are now even qualifying based on location. So we are actually looking that that they are the options they are limitless. In terms of how you are able to submit your questions, how you are able to qualify. Okay, interesting. Thank you so much, Mr. Tamuka. So he's saying you need to, you can also qualify your clients. Instead of you just posting your posts, <laughs> you should start utilizing the lead forms in order for you to collect emails. Remember, we're talking about email marketing. This is the most underutilized way of marketing in Africa, not only in Zimbabwe, but try to hit a website in Europe, try to purchase something on Facebook from Europe, Asia, they'll bombard you with emails. So we also want to transform our Zimbabwe, African continent, to start utilizing this email marketing. So we're talking about email marketing. We're talking about lead forms. Can can a layman, someone who is never, I'm just a hairdresser, I'm just a consultant, I've never heard of something called email marketing, I've never used uh, the lead ads. Can I be able to do that? Because as you are speaking, I've noticed that these things they need an expert. Can a layman do? Can can I do email marketing when I'm just a hairdresser? When I'm just a mechanic? When I'm just an engineer, what's your advice? Thank you, thank you very much for, for that question. Um, the the short answer uh, is is no. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and maybe to to explain from that and uh, to explain where I'm coming from, right? let's maybe say I myself, I can uh, I can go to your shop today and I can actually buy those uh, those clippers. And then I can actually go in front of the mirror and then I can actually start, start trying maybe to cut my hair by myself. You know, it, it might actually seem as if I'm making progress until maybe I go out the next day. That's when you actually find that ah, I, 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 I really didn't do it. You missed yourself up. So that, that, that's, I think that's the biggest thing, especially when it comes to, to digital platforms. Sometimes you actually find that uh, like Facebook, the boost button, I think everyone can press that. But, um, but but in my experience and from what I've seen, there's no one who's actually done it themselves um, and actually seen tangible results for it. And there are some instances where someone can actually say, all right, I think I pressed the post button, I'm getting inquiries and everything. But I want to tell you that maybe if you are getting inquiries from there, that's only 10% of the potential of the platform that you are actually harvesting from there. 
So it's it's important that you actually even get to to work with experts. Basically, people who can people are able to do it, who are able to optimize them so that you can get the most out of the activity that you're investing into those platforms. Okay. So it's 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 very important to to invest in the knowledge, to invest in the resources, to invest in the expertise. So that in the end, what's your core focus? If you if you're in furniture manufacturing, your biggest focus should actually be on making the furniture and delivering. Yeah. And if you can get someone now to handle the marketing side, get someone to actually do that. Oh, don't, don't try to, to do everything by yourself. Because sometimes you actually find that maybe you are trying to, to work with the boost pattern and then the furniture is not coming out. You end up having customers who are actually crying and complaining that things are not going as well. So try to invest so that you, you get the most out of this platforms. Okay, uh, thank you so much. So you were saying, uh, if, if you're actually hearing it yourself, that I uh, know you need to have an expert. So remember, you need to hire someone who actually knows how to do digital marketing. And not everyone, maybe with the sales and marketing degree, or those who claim yeah. that they've got a digital marketing certificate, they can do this. Yeah. So you need to test them, you need to ask them questions. Do they really know how to do email marketing? Even as part of their interviews, give them a how to how to they even write an email for email marketing. So yes, we touched on the lead forms. That's another avenue where you can collect emails. Do we have other ways we can collect emails yes when i go for a function networking i'll collect a business card that's okay when i go on facebook as we actually had yourself you can collect emails through a lead form are there other avenues where i can collect emails with potential prospects yeah thank you thank you very much for that I think uh, in terms of um, the, the other platforms, there's one platform that we actually left out, which is critical and crucial. That is, uh, that is your website, yeah, which, um, which is important. Because you actually find that um, when it comes to marketing, especially for, for digital platforms, there is, uh, there is one mistake a lot of people are actually making. Is that uh, most people who are going digital, they are going maybe on Facebook, going on Twitter, they're going on LinkedIn, on platforms like Pinterest, Google My Business and everything in between. But the thing that they actually forget is that Facebook, you don't own your Facebook page. The same also applies, you don't own your, your LinkedIn profile. I think there's a, there's a instance where I was reading an article of, uh, of a company and they actually grown an audience. I think there are 2 million people exactly. on their page, exactly. 2 million followers. Yeah. And then Facebook, they just said uh, there is maybe a certain policy that you violated and they took down that page. And imagine the amount of investment and the amount of effort yeah, that is actually the... gone into those pages. So in a way, it's important to actually have all the pages on the social media platforms that are there. But the most important thing is that you can actually have is number one is your website. And number two is going to be your email database. The reason being is that your email database, you have 100% ownership over it. The same also applies for your website. You have 100% ownership over it. And where the website can now come into play when it comes to, to data collection, of course, you're saying that uh, there, there are two kinds of customers that you're going to meet online. 
the first one is that customer maybe that will be on uh they're maybe scrolling on facebook they're looking mm-hmm. for, they're just for looking news for, yeah, yeah. For, for their social media influencers and they they come across your advert maybe you're selling your shoes just bumping on exactly. that. they just say ah i think i'm going to need this shoe but i don't need it immediately and then the other type of customer now is someone maybe they, they they're walking in town and then maybe they broke the year of their shoe they go on google they actually search yeah. um I cheap shoes or they actually searching for original leather shoes if that person comes across your website that is your catalog in your shoes most probably that person is going to be an easy sell because exactly. there's already a searching it's intent based someone they actually intend to get that product which is why they need to on your website so the moment you get now someone coming to your website and maybe they actually click I think most websites is about with their that they have that <laughs> actually say you can actually go on a page where it says subscribe to our newsletter yeah, exactly. and 90% of those companies they don't even have I think it's 99% <laughs> they don't even have those newsletters and they don't even know whether someone is subscribed or not so in a way if someone comes and to why, the website why do you yeah, think people are not fans of uh, newsletters? is it because yeah. maybe they're cumbersome to write or people are not committed fully in actually developing content of their business I think uh thank you thank you very much for, for that question. To be honest, I, I, I really blame us marketers. Exactly. In Zimbabwe. Because you actually find that uh, most of these things, even in most modules for marketing, they are taught. But we just don't really apply them. Apply them. Application just, well, sometimes sometimes for a newsletter. A newsletter is just simple. It, you are just taking maybe what has happened for your company, maybe for that week. For that month and then you're just keeping in touch with your with your clients, your clients yeah. but sometimes we just leave it to actually say ah, no i think and also for for business owners i think it's something that we might also need to highlight that uh most business owners they actually think that um if they have a market announced then it's not necessary to have, them to, to have a consultant oh. or to hire an external marketing agent but if you look at the big companies i think this is where you can actually reuse our spoken examples. Exactly. Equally it itself, we have an internal marketing department, and I think it's very big. Exactly. The internal marketing department. But the contract agencies for some of the things. Ideas. Ideas and everything. Because you actually find that the moment you say that all oh, marketing is done in house, you can you can even um, be in 2022 working with strategies from 1995. Because you don't want to maybe get external ideas, external view, viewpoints and everything in between. So it's important to even say that even if you have maybe your, your marketing person who's in house, sometimes if an agent is actually coming in, they're coming, they, they'll actually be coming in to, to boost the brand, to actually take the brand to, a, to, to the next level. So even for things like newsletters, most companies, even if you are looking, even most companies in the West basically, those are things that they outsource. Okay. They get external copywriters, external okay. content writers uh. to actually be running those things. What's the role of internal marketing or the role of an internal marketer is to focus on the strategy, to actually say, all right, this is our strategy, we need to be doing A, B, C, D, E. Exactly. But maybe in the event that maybe we need to have a website for the company, it's not the internal marketing guy who has to sit down and start working on the website. Okay. What expert is there maybe an expert that can actually focus on the website? Okay. Is there an expert that can focus on the emails? Is there an expert that can focus on the social media? 
and then the internal marketing is now coming to actually compile to say, all right, this is what you've done. What are the results? What can you improve? And we keep moving like that. Thank you, Tamuka. We're hanging out with Tamuka. Thank you so much for that information. A website. You don't own your Facebook page. You don't own your Instagram page. You don't own your LinkedIn page. But you have got control over your website. You also have got control over your email database. So from today, just know that we're going to continue with this conversation in the next episodes. But you should know that email marketing is not dead. Email marketing, that's your holy grail. You can make more money through email marketing. I'm your host, Jerry Moyasungu, the chartered vendor. On Ask Jerry, the chartered vendor show, I was hanging out today with my co-host, Tamuka. Until next time, thank you.